fresh off of international duty, we've made it back to our respective club training grounds and we're ready to get stuck back into our regular programming. Welcome to the EFL Sesh podcast. three um how are you all well good because i wasn't um back after a two-week break um international football that, that no one cared about but um more importantly yeah feeling a bit under the weather last week so so it gave the old larynx a, a rest and a, and a back stronger this week to steal another another immensely popular podcasts uh catchphrase i am of course joined by my illustrious co-host, the better half of the FL Session podcast, Andy. How uh, how are you doing? How how are you feeling today? Yeah, yeah, I was actually Ill, a little bit over the weekend as well. So the, uh, yeah, the 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 the, the sick um, element has swept the nation. I think you texted me that mm. earlier. So I think uh, but I'm feeling much better now, which is good. Absolutely missed doing the podcast last week, and obviously, yep. you know, the international break. Yeah, it happened. But from an EFL fan, we don't give a fly monkeys about the international breaks. So very much um, uh, it was uh, back to normal or normal service was resumed this weekend. So very much excited to get stuck into it, mate. Indeed. Also, I love straight off the bat. We're back into it with those those sayings. Flying monkeys. Huge, <laughs> huge. Um, well, speaking of what, what happened since we were last here, I believe there are a couple of... Uh, managerial casualties or rather managerial I don't know what's the better word for appointments probably isn't one managerial appointments that we uh we were desperate to to discuss um I know you've got them off the top of your dome so so feel free yeah. to, to fill us in that's fine um yeah there's been a bit of movement certainly in the championship and league one so we'll start with league one because they're the ones that have actually made appointments mm. so um uh, Dean Holden lost his job at Charlton, um, which we alluded to in a previous episode, and uh, Mark Wapperton has been brought into the hot seat for that. Um, so keen to hear your thoughts, Joe. I think that's kind of a sensible appointment. Lots of bags of EFL experience, you know, mm. in, in most of the leagues. I would say probably Charlton fans may not see it as the most, I think, uh, inspiring appointment. Um, he's been around the block. He's definitely had a fair few jobs over his time, which maybe suggests that He'll be there for a few months and then go again before the end of the season, but you never know. Um, but no, I, I think it's a sensible appointment. Just gives them a bit of stability. They've, you know, I think they had a good result at the weekend, didn't they? So I think, you know, a good one-all draw um, mm. with with Stevenage. So I think that's, you know, that's obviously started off well. So yeah, Joe, what's your thoughts on Mark Wapperton? Yes, yeah, so I think it's quite a good appointment, actually. Um, obviously... Maybe best known for his time when he sort of stood in at Leicester, but since then he's had a pretty good EFL career um, as a manager, sort of Lincoln, Blackpool last year, um, well, and now Charlton. Um, yeah, I, 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 seemingly all the reaction online has been broadly positive, um, which I do somewhat agree with. Um, although Blackpool fans might not necessarily agree because I think he. Basically plummeted them to bottom in the in the <laughs> championship after his uh, after his first six months there. But then equally, 
if you look at them now, they're not exactly pulling up any trees in the division below either. So, so maybe he, he just he, he was just working with what he had. Um, but yeah, I, I I think it's a good, sensible appointment, and if they stick with him, I, I think they'll be fine. I think they've got just yeah. as good a chance as anyone to to get into the playoffs this year. Quite an open open ended uh, top half of the table in League One so far. So I don't think they're out of the yeah. running by any any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, I think it's a interesting interesting point in the season to actually make a change. I think it's not a bad time to make a change. It's early and sometimes teams don't pull the trigger quick enough, in my opinion. You know, sometimes you need that bit of time. And actually, between now and the January transfer window, he can kind of look at the squad for the next few months and see what he actually needs for the January transfer window. So I think it's actually quite a nice time to get him in and he can work with the club to do that. So, yeah, I think I think safe appointment. It's not inspiring as such, but safe, and it'll you know he'll do a job. Yeah, agree Definitely. with that. I think that's bang on. He knows the leagues inside out, really. So I think it's not too bad. The second one we want to allude to is obviously my my good mate Scott Brown got sacked as Fleetwood <laughs> manager after a dismal start at the start of the season. Um, but he's now been replaced by Lee Johnson, who's um, who's just uh, obviously lost his job at Hibernian, and he's come straight over across the pond or across the. I don't know what the A1M um, down down there to uh, take the helm at Fleetwood Town. Um, mm. And, you know, I think it's a half decent appointment. He, he did well. I think he was Sunderland manager for a bit, wasn't yeah, he? It was he did years. Sunderland, Lee Johnson. And, um, um, and he seems to be kind of a young upcoming manager. He's had various experience at different levels of football. So I think it's actually a pretty decent appointment. I'm pretty, uh, it either was a case of good opportunity for Fleetwood to make that appointment and maybe he didn't have other options or it's a little bit, maybe you could see his desperation from Lee Johnson's side just to get straight back into management, but you can't blame him. Like you need a job, right? You need to pay the bills. What about you, Joe? Yeah. Agreed. Lee Johnson, just, just paying those bills. Um, Yeah. I, I think Lee Johnson's career is mad. I, I always forget it's the same Lee Johnson. Cause my sort of lasting memory of him was when he was at Bristol. He had a, I, Bristol City, that is. Terrible yeah. first year. But then it, they were pretty good after that. I remember them getting to like the semi-finals of the of the Carling Cup or the FL Cup or whatever we're calling it now. And just mm. generally having them kicking around the playoffs and then seemingly left them for Sunderland, which in hindsight, terrible decision. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, not not exactly uh yeah, not not exactly the smartest career move to move up to Sunderland at that point in time in like circa 2020, 21. Um, and since then, yeah, he's just sort of disappeared. I didn't even realise he was at Hibernian. Um, so that sort of year is just lost to the record books. But I don't know, if he recaptures some of that Bristol City form, then Fleet would have, have got a half decent manager there. But yeah, who, who knows if he can? I don't know. He did leave Hibernian at the bottom of the Scottish Premiership. So <laughs> True. Not, not ideal, not glowing recommendation, but you never know. Yeah, especially when you have Adam Lafondre out front at uh, Hibernian, right? Like, what an absolute legend he is, to be fair. Like, he should what? be bagging in gut. I can't believe that guy's still playing football. <laughs> he's, <laughs> apparently, apparently, he's only 36 years old, but I don't believe that for a second. Adam Lafondre has been playing football for 30 years now. There's no way he's 36. Football league legend. Yeah. He's, he's a football league legend and a football mm. manager legend. I used to I remember a football yeah, manager. Seconded. Yeah, Absolute goat. So that's, football uh, manager that's... 2008, Adam Lafondre at Rochdale, mate. Couldn't be stopped. Couldn't be stopped. 
<laughs> Excellent news. So I think I think overall it's a good appointment. I think um, it, it just really depends on how he starts, really. But again, he's got the time to look at the squad and see what he wants. And, and uh, yeah, it, it, time will tell. As I said, any of these appointments are pretty risky at the, at the best of times. So it's, a, it's one of them things. And then the final one, I suppose, is literally just mm. off the press as of like literally a few hours ago. But as of this week... Um, uh, Neil Warnock will step down as post um, at Huddersfield Town in the championship. Um, seemingly from the reports and what Neil Warnock has said, this isn't a re-retirement. He, this is a job, this is where he's been taken out of the role by the potential uh, well, the new owners or the newish owners that want to kind of have a new three-year plan, I think they're alluding to. Mm. Um I think it's super harsh for what he's done mm. for him. He got them out of an absolute hole last year yeah. and saved them, saved their backside, saved them millions and millions of pounds by staying mm. in the championship. And it feels like, and and obviously he agreed a one-year extension in the summer. So, you know, what's the change between now and like eight weeks ago? What What's changed, right? Like surely they would have had this three-year plan eight weeks ago and mm. Neil Warnock probably thought, okay, I can do this for a year. And then, and then it's ex- great successor the only way i see this happening is that they have a long-term appointment in mind already and they've already tapped him up or you know her up could be a female manager you know mm. you never know You've seen it before um with forest green um but yeah i just think it's incredibly harsh joe what about you yeah i i i don't get it really to be honest with you i think the fact that he seemingly didn't know it was coming and then was just told oh by yeah. the way we we've got uh, this allusion to the fact they've got this new person waiting in the wings who's like perfect for the next two, three years for them and, and is going to come in and change their fortunes is ludicrous to me. I mean, who who could they possibly have like waiting to come in and turn turn their season around? I mean, they've just won two on the bounce. So it's not exactly... I don't, I don't think there are any trouble with Warnock at the helm. And are you, are you positive that the groundbreaking manager that they've managed to secure couldn't have waited till... I don't know January or, or next summer, like you say, when his contract expires. Yeah, um, it' bit bit weird, bit weird for me. And I think actually Warnock's been incredibly gracious in his uh in his comments to the media so far, sort of just taking it on the chin and saying, "Well, it's fine. He he accepts what's happening." I don't I don't think I would <laughs> personally. No, <laughs> but is it, is I guess it, maybe, it helps. He's got that. Is it maybe his age? The club. I- yeah, yeah. seventy four. So yeah, so maybe. is he like his wife's probably like, oh yeah, he can finally fully retire again. But the fact that he hasn't even said he's going to be re- retiring, I think that's uh, that plans <laughs> out the window certainly. Still um, kicking about. But but again, two straight. They've just had two straight wins. Mm. Really good win on the weekend and really good win like previous weekend. Um, you know, again, why would you get rid of a manager when they're winning? When yeah. when you know there's a bit of momentum behind them. Yes, they had a bit of a rocky rocky start to the season. Um, but two straight wins, you know, it breeds confidence. And now you're gonna do a chef on Wednesday and shake the pot or shake the uh mm. prover- proverbial or proverbial. I forget the word. It's proverbial. The, uh, I don't I, I don't yeah, what you mean, yeah. don't worry. Yeah, yeah. I, I do I completely agree though. I don't get it. The timing's bonkers to me as well, because you're not even in like a you know a transfer window or, or coming up to a transfer window, so this new manager is getting a he's getting the squad he's got anyway. Hundred um, yeah, percent. Yeah, uh, confusion abounds around that one. Yeah, uh, we'll, 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 it's obviously a developing story, so we'll keep you updated when we know mm. more on the Sesh podcast. And um, I suppose a good plug for the socials before we crack into our mm. game review. 
Um, so obviously we are on um, uh, Apple Music, uh, Apple Podcasts, sorry, Amazon Music, get confused there, and Spotify, all your major podcasting platforms. Um, I've even seen us on Google Podcasts and everything now. The FL Sesh has uh, has no bounds um, <laughs> to get into your ear holes at any given point in the in the week. It's great. Mm. Um, but, uh, you know, make sure you listen to us on all them. Give us a five-star review. It really does help us out and allows us to, you know, continue doing what we're doing because the more visibility we get, uh, the more potential guests we can get on. And there is some exciting news, hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, as I can mm. share with you. Um, of some new guests that we might be able to get onto the podcast um, to grow this even further, which is awesome. Um, and uh, we're obviously on the, uh, Instagram and Twitter as well. So we're on at EFL Sesh Pod on uh, both uh, Twitter and Instagram. I'm retweeting a lot of clubs uh, content, which is great. And it's uh, and it's getting some really good traction and uh, some good uh, interaction from the fans. And um, as always, you know, we always ask for questions beforehand. So I've already got a couple of hot takes from some of the games this week. So I'll, I'll allude to them in, in the podcast this week. Um, and before I forget, because he'll kill me if I don't do it, I'll give a shout out to our friend Nicky. He's always wanted a shout out on this podcast. We'll do that. He asked for that for two weeks running. There you go, Nicky. There's a shout out from the EFL slash broadcast. So there you go. If that, you was don't nice. ask, that was nice. That was, that was very generous of you. But now, unfortunately... His uh his email inbox, his his physical post inbox, his text messages, they're just gonna be full of of <laughs> adoring fans. Um I know right? you're desperate to get a bit of bit of bit of the glow of being mentioned on this and, podcast. So that was both and, a blessing and a curse. Yeah, I say, and us both knowing him, that sounds like his absolute worst nightmare. So that's <laughs> that's that's incredible. Um but yeah, I say follow us on all the social platforms and give us a share, that'd be awesome. But I think let's get cracking into the uh, game review, Joe. What about you? Agreed. I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm ready to go. So I, I'm happy for you to start, Joe. And I think um, let's crack on with Southampton Leicester City, the Friday night game. Talk let's, to me. Uh, a, a fantastic reopener after the uh, international break. A feast of EFL football. Um, score lines four one. To Leicester, not Southampton. There's there's the biggest surprise. Um, Jamie Vardy opening up the scoring after one minute of play. Huge, great, great player. Casey McAteer doubling their lead, Leicester's lead in the 18th minute. Only from three pe- pegged back almost immediately by Samuel Adozi. So 25 minutes, we're looking at a, a 2-1 Leicester, potentially a, a, a nervy remainder of the half. No, no. Wilfred and Didi, third minute of added time in first half, sticks Leicester's third in. They come out second half. There's a bit of huffing and puffing, but nothing really doing. And then Steffi Mavadidi sticking home Leicester's fourth um, after the 67th minute. And and after that, it's pretty much game over. There was an excellent red card in the 97th minute um, for Kamaldine Sulemana. And I, I had to keep on top of it because I was like, there is no way in hell that's a red card. And, and how I just don't understand how a referee could even think that it was. Um, and that has now been rescinded. So he uh, he unfortunately Andy will be fit to play against Ipswich for uh, for Southampton ah, uh, either next it. week or, or yeah or midweek. So yeah, bit 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 of a disappointment. But um, and also coming off the back of a four one loss as well, they they might they might be extra up for it. But hey, you know, you know, Ipswich have nothing nothing to fear at this point. Um, anything else notable happen? I hear you ask. Not particularly. Um, Flynn Downs got injured, which is not great for. Uh, 
for the yeah. Saints because I think he's a, he's a pretty vital man in the midfield. Um, and we were one sub away from having the maximum ten, which is obviously a, a very key statistic. Um, beyond that, no, nothing really doing about the game. Sort of went as a, as expected for a, for a team winning four one. Um, I think a slight note of concern for Southampton will be their performance over the last couple of games. Two losses. I won't say floundering, but not exactly up there like they thought they'd be. Um, I think big shout out to Leicester for well, turning their opening to the season around. Again, they've only lost one game and won five, but they weren't playing very well. But that's yeah, that's testament to sticking at it, just just grinding out the results early doors. And then, uh, hey, if, if, you, if you win when you're playing badly, then you're going to win when you play well as well. So onwards and upwards for uh, for Leicester. I completely agree. I think um, that is for them. I think that's the statement win the season so far for them. Yeah, it, it shows them they mean business, and it will do. En- it will do Enzo Maresco an absolute um, you know world of good for that mm. for that game because breed some confidence. Understand, he'll figure out. Okay, this is definitely the way we should play. Hundred percent. Um, absolute mesmerizing stat of four point one four xg for Leicester. In that, that is game. rogue. That, that is rogue. Mm. <laughs> See it. It's, it's it's a good indicator to score four goals, but four point one four is a long is 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 a good stat in their in their favour. Mm. Um, but yes, yeah, Southampton interesting. Last two games, lost five nil, had the tummies tickled against Southampton, and then lose four one at home to uh to Leicester. It's a, a minus eight goal difference in two games, which is um yeah pretty concerning. Um, yeah, quite but, a turnaround. Yeah, so it'd be interesting to see how they react to it. You know. I still think they'll do still well. There's still plenty mm. of time to go in the season. Um, they've still got the squad to do it, but it's it's slightly concerning. They definitely need to, you know, even just get a one nil in the next next game just to shut up shop and maybe go back to a bit of basics first and and then build from that after. Um, the goals from Leicester are very good though. I the mm. the the the, Ma- the Mavadidi, um goal was like. He's rapid. He's absolutely rapid, and I think it's like it's, it's it's from a corner, from a set piece. I think from Southampton and Leicester clear it, and then just they let him go, and he just outpaces everybody. And it's just him, and he just runs from like before the halfway line all the way into the penalty box, and just smashes a great finish into the bottom corner. It's an unbelievable guy. It's just one of them ones where like. You'd expect that more like in the 97th minute where the team's like just trying to go for broke and it's just a counter-attack and it's like, where they, where's everyone gone? But this was the 67th minute and I was like, it's a bit weird for it to be that early in the game and them being so open at that point. <laughs> it's uh, crazy, but no, excellent win for Leicester. I think mm. it's a, it's, it's again, just again, reiterating to us that they are serious title contenders and I think... You know they just need to keep going, keep in the keeping the spirit that they're doing, and it looks like a lot of their signings are doing really well, right? Like the Wink Winks had a good game again. Um, you know, Mavadidi, McTeer, they, 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 all of them are getting good contributions, and it shows that they've invested well in that team and they're using that Madison money pretty well. And I think um, they'll probably try to strengthen in January as well. They'll probably still have some surplus from that from that money. So I think it's a really positive time for Leicester City fans. And it's nice for that because I've always had a soft spot for Leicester City. And I think most people do, to be fair. Mm. It's all good. And Dewsbury yeah. also yeah. getting a yellow card and an assist in the game. It's what we like to see. Our tip for player of the season. 
Yeah, on that, Trey Adams could do his scoring a few more. I don't care if he's sulking <laughs> or not. He uh, needs to pull his finger out. I mean, what's going on? Making a complete mug of me. Every other prediction I've made is coming in so far. Um, but yeah, Trey Adams let me down massively. Yeah, completely. Here, here. Get get your act together, uh, Trey Adams. You need mm. to uh, step out, mate. Um, cool. Shall we move on to the second game then, mate? Let's. And I believe you're going to talk to us about the the ferocious uh, Welsh derby that was uh, yeah, this, put on for this, us, laid on for us this weekend. Yeah, the South Wales derby. A quarter to eight kickoff on a Saturday night. What mm. a treat. It's very rare that you see like a quarter to eight kickoff in the championship or in the EFL on a Saturday. So it was it was good to, it was good to see that. And um yeah, it was a really good game actually. It was uh, Cardiff City two, Swansea nil, and it's I think Cardiff have had a really barren run against Swansea. So I think it was good for them to actually get a get a win against them. And uh it was kind of nip and tuck, I think, throughout the game. I think Cardiff certainly deserved to win it on based on the stats. Um, you know, 13 shots to nine at home, slightly less possession, but XG was 1.54 to Swansea 0.6, which I'm really surprised about because Swansea are very much a, um, you know, a possession-based team. They've always been, um, maybe slightly less under Michael Duff's tutelage. Um, but I'm surprised to see the lack of, you know, maybe shots from Swansea. I thought they would have had, definitely had a go. It seems to suggest that, you know, not so I didn't take it seriously, but you you think they would have given it a right good go. If there's any game to be up for in 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 this kind of fixture, it's the South Wales derby, right? It's it's the biggest game in Wales, right? Swan Cardiff Swansea, it's the two biggest clubs. Um, so yeah, I was very surprised that um Swansea were a little bit of a damp squib, as I always say. You know, that's always <laughs> the, the the one I the 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 phrase I always allude to. But Tanner scores and ah. Oh, what a finish that oh he just lit the thing is the thing that makes it more impressive tanner's finish he comes on the substitute in the 70th minute and then scores an absolute mm. beauty in the 71st minute and it's it's one of them really satisfying things like for for the manager of swansea right errol baloo is it baloo baloo he's a cardiff manager you're getting yeah, switched yeah. up michael yeah. dust swansea manager yeah, yeah, yeah. For forever blue, yeah. you'll be absolutely buzzing with that, right? Like getting getting a substitute on, immediate impact in one minute, which is superb, right? That shows mm. good management, shows that he's definitely up. But the finish was exquisite, like cuts inside and just drills one in the bottom corner. It's great. And then the man that keeps putting egg on your face, <laughs> yeah. um, Aaron oh. Ramsey, gets an 86-minute pen. And if you saw the pen, it was an absolute... Um, it, Again, excuse me, shit houser over Penny. It's the one where <laughs> kind of like you, you little jog towards it and then you just like stroke it in like sort of centre. It's like an awful penalty if, if the keeper goes the right way. But it was complete and utter like humiliation from a Swansea perspective or the Swansea keeper perspective. So, yeah, it was it was a really good performance by Cardiff and, and the limbs. Oh, if you saw the limbs in the it makes you realise how important these kind of derby days are. And you just see the home fans just absolutely in raptures when, when Ramsey scores that goal. And it's good to see a bit of passion from him. I saw him when he scored the penalty, he literally ran to the corner flag, did the massive slide and just fist pumping out of nowhere. Um, it was great. It was good to see. But very, I'm very surprised, like with, a, you know, with Jamal Lowe and Ryan Yates and mm. Patino, like... They've got a really good squad behind them, Swansea, but they're just not firing at all, are they? They really are struggling this season. Two points out of six games, it's just not good enough for them, really. What about you, Joe? 
Yeah, I think I am oh, plenty of things to address there. Number one, Aaron Ramsey, uh, he, he can take the yeah the, the the poster of me down from his wall now. Like he's surely got enough inspiration out of out of those those early early season comments. Like fresh off the back of winning August goal of the month, he's now yeah. just slotting in penalties. And you are right, ripping out absolutely enormous knee slides. Um, <laughs> Which I'm a huge fan of, by the way, and and we can yeah. get on to our our favourite celebrations later on. But um, yeah, this is point number one. He continues to make a complete mockery of of my predictions. Although I did see the other day somebody, um, like a journalist from from Wales Online, I think, saying he or she too thought that he was going to be woeful, and has turned out not. So there is some solace in the fact that he is proving everyone wrong, not just me. Um, yeah. And yeah, Swansea, I don't understand what's going on. I don't understand why they're A, not scoring goals, because between Lowe, Yates, Patino, I think you've got more than enough to be getting goals there. But also what why they can't keep a clean sheet. They, they, they seem to have reverted to a five at the back, which is typically to, you know, solidify you. And even if you're not gonna even if you're not gonna win, you're not gonna get beaten. They they just they just can't stop leaking goals. I think this season they've only conceded well, they haven't kept a clean sheet all year. Um, yeah. And they've only conceded one twice. So in the other four games, they've conceded two or more. Um, shocking. Just just shocking. <laughs> I, like you can't, you can't, you can't win games. You can't get points playing like that. Um, so yeah, Michael Duff needs to get stuck into them ASAP if uh, if their record's going to change and they're going to stay, stay outside of the relegation zone, which I don't actually think they are. In there. I think they slipped in. Um, yeah, yeah, this weekend. 22nd, yeah, yeah, twenty second, yeah, disaster. So, mm. He needs to have an easy to together because he could definitely, if he carries on the ways, he could be definitely a contender for one of the early departures. I think in in that, like he came in with a lot of promise from his time at Barnsley, but seems to definitely not be getting a tune out of this team, which you know, with the players that they've got, uh, definitely should. Like maybe maybe it's the reason he, he he's playing a three one four two formation, which is a very very unique yeah, uh, unique formation. The absolute classic three one four two that everyone <laughs> uses. So uh, maybe 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 just go back to the classic Brexit four four two that me yeah. and Joe scored yeah, yeah. Um and and stick to basics. But yeah, <laughs> um, but it was a really good game to watch from the neutral because any derby day is good. But when you see just I think what it means to the fans, and it—I I never knew how big the big the rivalry was. It's a massive derby. It's a hmm. big derby in the EFL. Um, so yeah, no, yeah, it was it was a great game and uh, definitely worthy of that quarter to eight slot on a on a Saturday evening. So it was really really good to see. I enjoyed it very much. Good, cool. Well, that is the championship summed up. But let's have a little look at the table just mm. to kind of sum it up. Preston still cooking. Another great yeah, win. Outrageous. Outrageous mm. scenes. Five straight wins. Um, 16 points. You know, great. You know, plus six goal difference. And let's say Leicester, Leicester, uh, Leicester just behind them on um on 15 points. Um, and then followed by third in Ipswich, 15 points just um on goals conceded. Uh, we're just below uh below Leicester. But uh, again, it was such an amazing start to the season. Like it was it was it's brilliant. And it's I think the biggest test for them on Tuesday. Um we got Southampton at um away, which mm. is a big, big game. Might be the best time to play him, you never know. Um but if we can 
you know, maybe get a draw out of that or, you know, just try not lose. That would be a really good, you know, indication whether they're, you know, they can mount a, I'm not saying a player, I'm still not saying that they'll probably get playoffs. I don't think they will, but, you know, at least a top half, a good respectable top half finish. I think um, if they can get a good result there, then I think they are going to establish themselves as like a, you know, top area team in that division, which I think, you know, any Ipswich fan will take that. Um so very good. Uh, then fourth, uh, we have Norwich um, again doing really good stuff under Wagner. I think I've been really impressed with how they got another good, another good win. Um, good to bounce back from that bit of a rogue Rotherham loss last week mm. um, with a good win against Stoke. Um, seemed quite solid. Seemed pretty much on top most of the game. Um, Hull again, my man Aaron Connolly getting a good last minute or near last minute equaliser against Coventry on Friday night. Good. And then Birmingham sick, sick had a bit of a loss, uh, b- bad loss on the weekend against Watford, but um, yeah, it was. Uh, they're still in the playoff zone and still doing really well, so it's it's good to see. But I do have a game at Preston next on the next game, so again, stiff tests to come. And then, unfortunately, in the uh, relegation zone, we have Swansea um, again, like we alluded to, on two points, and then Sheffield Wednesday um, on one point. Again, lost to Ipswich on the weekend, 1-0. A good result away from home, certainly for Ipswich. And uh, again, Carrick Ball. I don't know what it is. I don't don't know what you can call it. I don't know. It was was Tuba Ball, clearly. We were all all fooled. It was actually Akpom Ball all along. It was. So right, so right. Um, But yeah, they are on one point. And I keep seeing, I keep seeing Michael Carrick saying, "Is it a crisis?" And people saying, "Is it a crisis?" He's like, "No, it's not a crisis." He does seem really calm in the situation, but is that just false calmness? And inside, he's like, "Oh my god, what the actual hell is going on here?" Um, I hope so. I, I, yeah. I, I'd hope so. If I were a Middlesbrough fan, I would consider it something of a crisis. Having yeah. scored four goals and let in thirteen in the first six games. Yeah, agreed. Um, uh, yeah, they, they need to get their act together. They need, they just need a win. They got Chef, they got Sheffield Wednesday in the next game, mm. so that could be an opportunity. But if they lose that, then they're in deep, they're in deep trouble for any kind of playoff or promotion push this season. Would you reckon um, Tim Tack after that? Now that Neil Warnock's a free agent, could bring yeah, him in. get him in there, get him <laughs> in there, love it. Um, I suppose just a little mini shout out to Cardiff as well. I've just seen ten goals scored, ten against. Love that. Don't know where he's. Like a bit of symmetry. Love a bit of symmetry. Love a zero goal difference. Very underrated. I love it. Um, <laughs> underrated. I love that. Underrated. <laughs> any more? Hot, any more hot takes in the championship, Joe? Before we move on to League One, I don't think so. Um, other than yeah, to give Preston some more lo- love. I think only the only them and oh no, them, Exeter, Swindon and Mansfield are still undefeated in the Football League so far this year. But yeah. they have the uh, the joint best um, goals conceded alongside mm-hmm. Exeter, I believe. So, going great guns. I love, attack wins your games, defence wins your championships. So there you go. Preston soaring up to the Premier League off the back of their uh, rock-solid, resolute defence. And I apologise in advance when they now don't win a game for like 15, 15 weeks in a row. But now it's got the <laughs> Joe Weaver stamp of approval on it. Love it. No, and, that, and that's all you need, really. So yeah. that's fine. It's all good. Cool. Well, let's go on to League One then. And Joe, talk to me about Reading Bolton for me. Oh, I'd love to. Um, uh, 
a result straight off the bat that that caught my eye because I was not expecting it. Reading two, Bolton one. Um, and if you're a Bolton fan, after 20 minutes, you're probably thinking, excellent, more of the same. And if you're a Reading fan, you're thinking, oh, no, more of the same. Uh, Dion Charles sticks Bolton 1-0 up. E- easy, easy peasy. Cruise through to a half-time, 1-0. Quite a few yellow cards kicking about uh, all game, really, but particularly in that first half. Notably, Owen Toll argument on 16 minutes. That booking will will, uh, will, will come up again later. Um Second half starts, a flurry of substitutions, a few more yellow cards. Um, and then Charlie Savage in the 77 minute pops up with a with a Reading equaliser. Great goal thinking, as well. Smashed yeah, it. Was it. Unbelievable yeah. strike. And all of a sudden you're thinking, okay, maybe they could get sank out of this game. Then in the 86th minute, Caelan Vickers pops up. Reading a 2-1 up all of a sudden. And, uh, and the, the upset's on. And then... 94th minute, Bolton throwing, throwing players forward, desperate to get that point. No, they won't be going home with a point. They'll just be going home with 10 men because Owen Toyle, 94th minute, yeah, throws in a silly, a silly challenge to get his second booking and off he trots and it, it caps up. I wouldn't say a disastrous day for Bolton, but but a not very happy day for Bolton. Um, I think what's more surprising is I know Reading have had the you know, the points deductions, I think they're up to four points now. So if, if they, you know, hadn't had those, they would be sitting around mid-table. But um, I don't know, Bolton seem to be getting back into a bit of form and more importantly, are, have actually been sort of squeaking their way over the line in these games so far to date. So to see them go down 2-1, uh, little chinks in the armour for, for Ian Everts' men, um, probably for the fact that he didn't use all five subs. And uh, and Reading, Ruben Sellers managed to get all five on early doors, um, and and secure the win. But yeah, interesting. I would rather teams below Orient weren't winning, to be honest with you. But yeah. I'll uh, I'll give Reading, I'll let Reading off this week because I thought it was an entertaining game, and um, yeah, I, I love a sort of late late last minute flurry of activity. I don't know. Do you have any do you have any particular thoughts or opinions on this one, Andy? Yeah, I. I've, I've... I I, th- I think um, again one of the substitutes for Bolton John Daddy Bodvarson what a great name that is first eighty <laughs> ninth minute cameo it's the stuff you love to see I suppose one point one point here is um, again I think Bolton were all the way up until what the seventy seventh minute right so that was yep. you know the fact that you know two goals in that amount of time right at the end of the game is is good resolution you know, resolute playing and, and good resilience from Reading to stick in there and and take their opportunity. Sometimes, you know, when you get one, you can think, okay, maybe shut up shop and mm. don't don't expose yourself. But they just went for it. And sometimes you just got to appreciate it and getting that getting that kind of second goal, well, I think probably meant they deserved it. I think in terms of the balance of play, it was pretty even, but definitely more shots from Reading's side. So clearly they gave it a good go, which is good to see. And also I think both their both their substitutes at the end, Caden Vickers got the goal and um, Amadou Salif Mumbenga, oh I think mm. it is or Mumbenga. That's got a great a, effort. Um got uh, got an assist. So again, it's great to see, you know, when you're tinkering teams and getting players on the pitch and them actually getting um contributions, that's that's super important, right? That's you know that that shows good management. You know, good good squad depth, but also you know all the players are ready just to make contributions as soon as they come onto the pitch. Um, 
So I think that's 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 a good indication for Reading. But I think, like we think, it's probably a bit of a shock result based on, you know, everything that's been happening at Reading. And you've got to feel for them, like, what shambolic owners they are at the moment, right? It's just it's just being owned by absolute nutcases. And mm. we see that with Wigan, we see that with Reading. It's just all going over the gaff, right? So it's it's just... Um, it's it's good to see and and you know I think that'd be a welcome result for the fans and I think the fans deserve sometimes you know a bit of a result and uh, this is certainly a coup I think in terms of where they are in the table but um, the the fans will certainly enjoy that one Joe. Mm. Indeed, that, uh, but that Charlie Savage goal as well was very good. I love that strike, cracking strike. I was going to say Savage little... will be very happy. <laughs> that's that's what matters. Um, I was going to say shout out to Femi Aziz as well. I'm I'm in love with this guy's career and uh, yeah, coming on, stuck around after getting relegated to Reading last year. Not that he necessarily had loads of offers from elsewhere, but <laughs> stuck around. Um, and yeah, is is back to business this year. With I think he's a quality player, um, and he's one of these ones that have sort of come up, not necessarily directly out of an academy, but have sort of stuck it out in in non-league for a short while as sort of a younger player, been picked up by Reading again, stayed there a few seasons, not really playing, not really breaking into the first team, but. Is really coming into his own now, and um, long may that continue. Femi Aziz, there's your, there's your cue to be terrible for for three months. But yeah, <laughs> up until now, you've had a great season. Yeah, you've uh, you, you, you've now got the rocket strap, so you're bound to have an absolute dip. Yeah, in so yeah the rocket, the, the rocket, like directly into the floor, like the, the sort of <laughs> the, those stands that the rocket stands on to go upwards. Is that unfortunately I've just tipped it over with my words, and now. You're just going to be drilled into the ocean, I imagine. But it was fun while it lasted. Excellent. Love that. Right, Andy, we're moving on. Enough of that nonsense. Wickham versus Blackpool. Talk to me. Yeah, and, and, and Wickham aren't really a team we spoke about too much mm. this season, to be fair. So it's it's nice that we've got, got them a spot on the pod and, and to give them their due. And, and they've had an excellent result over the weekend. 2-0 um, win against Blackpool. Good home win. Um Always liked Adams Park. Bit of an interesting stadium. Mm. Um, but uh yeah, good a good result overall. Sam Vokes, you know, absolute EFL hero, Welsh hero, um <laughs> from the Euros, uh, gets a thirteenth minute goal to start with. And then in the forty sixth minute, in the uh just in the at the start of the second half and a good way to start the second half, uh, Brandon Hanlon gets a uh, gets a good finish and uh kind of that was all she wrote really in that game in terms of Wickham. They, they seem to be pretty comfortable in the back. Um, and it wasn't too much of an issue really. I, yeah. Blackpool had more possession and more shots, but I think overall and what I've seen on the highlights, it seems that Blackpool, uh, Blackpool just didn't really have much going forward, which, you know, with our absolute, uh, you know, legend Jordan Rhodes up front, it's uh, hard to see that in league one. You'd think that they would uh, have quite a lot, quite a lot of flair up there um but yeah i i think overall wickham had a bit of a you know maybe they people would say an indifferent start to the season but they're on 13 points out of after seven games um and you know just outside the playoffs you know they started relatively okay and and i think i didn't think i was that struck on them and i don't think they're um transfer business were was anything to uh shout about before the start of the season but they've definitely been like cooking and going under the radar a little bit but i think this is a really good result and but i suppose it's also important to realize what blackpool have been a bit very inconsistent at the start of the season and i've been a little bit you know 
disappointed. I think I think mm. I think I think generally they've just been very disappointed to start. We we like Neil Critchley. I know you certainly like Neil Critchley as a manager. Mm. Um, and I think you'd think out of that squad of players, you'd be able to get more of a tune. I I I fancy them for you know playoffs, but if they keep doing the way they are, I think they've got absolutely no chance of getting there. To be totally honest, so that's um that's that's kind of my hot take on it. But I think what made me make that made this performance stand out was probably what how relatively comfortable the game was. Mm. Um, you think Blackpool put more of a fight up, and the the fans, you know, the Wickham fans, would be absolutely you know over the moon. And I think for for Wickham, they probably thought it was going to be a really hard game, really tough game. Blackpool, good opposition. I think they're probably quite surprised at maybe how much of an easy afternoon it probably was for them. Then, what about you, Joe? Yeah, I think I'd agree. Um, I think Wickham seemed to have kickstarted their season with that win against Orient. Like, didn't yeah. lost both their opening games and then, well, four wins and a draw ever since. They're they're, they're flying now. Um, Blackpool, quite the opposite. Their their draw against Orient seems to have precipitated absolutely nothing thereafter. Couple of losses, only one win, um, and yeah, nothing really doing. I think what what surprises me most about, well, I guess not necessarily Wickham, but I think they're eighth currently, and I think you know they, I reckon they'll slip a little bit, but I think they're yeah. roughly about where where we thought they'd come. I think what surprises me most about Blackpool is the fact they just they just can't they just can't score. They just have absolutely yeah. nothing nothing threatening about them going forward. And I think even the way they're setting themselves up, I know I know they're away. So you know you're always a touch more defensive when when you're away, but there's there's still a big club in in this division, and and I mean you mentioned Jordan Rose, but you know they got other players in that team that that should really be you should be you should be more concerned about being a threat yourselves than with all the greatest respect to Wickham worried about what Wickham are going to do to you when you've got a team like that. Um, yeah. And they're just playing very, very within themselves at the moment. I don't know. And the problem is then that sort of becomes a little bit of a cycle of, oh, well, we'll go into this one trying not to lose rather than to win. Um, and that's when you get, yeah, four goals scored and six against after seven games. Um, I don't think that season's a disaster, but I, I don't I don't think it's going as well as it could be. I agree. I think two of their big players that they had last year, which obviously Jerry Yates and Charlie mm-hmm. Patino last year, I think they're massive misses for them. I think that, you know, I think we alluded to it in the transfer kind of summary in, in League One, but we thought them losing Jerry Yates to, to Swansea was a was a big loss for them. And I think it's definitely running true. Similar to kind of like the Cheltenham thing where they lost Alfie May to Charlton. Yeah. Um, massive, you know, they need goals and they're not getting them. Only four scored in the league so far, which is, you know, for Blackpool standards in this league is very, very poor. Mm-hmm. I think there's only about three or four teams or three or four teams that have scored less than this season, which is, you know, that and I know you say defence wins championships, but you still need to score goals to keep, well, keep yeah. you in game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't right. just defend, unfortunately. <laughs> um so yeah, I'm 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 just a bit disappointed. I think there will be a point point in the time where things will get better, and I think the the penny will drop if that makes sense. But I just think they they need just to get on a bit of a run, and I think once they get on a run, they'll be at the races. But it's been like you said, they've been kind of playing inside themselves, and maybe too worried about making a mistake, so they're a bit mm. passive. I don't know. There's probably a multitude of reasons, but I think uh, there needs to be 
there needs to be some impetus there and you know just maybe just go gun ho one game and just see what happens rather than you know wait too much for you know it to happen sometimes you've got to force the issue right and maybe t- take some tactics out the window and just go for it so maybe that's uh that's that's what uh the doctor is needing to order or that's what they need to, to order from the doctors to uh to fix their <laughs> remedy of no goals yes we're back we're back full butchery of, of any and every uh phrase but yeah i do agree i think yeah you've got they got games coming up as well against Reading and Barnsley, sort of opposite ends of the of the table. But equally, yeah. I think both give you the opportunity to cut loose. I think against Reading, you're looking at a team that is, other than this week anyway, low on confidence, like not <laughs> just not doing that well. To 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 be yeah, honest, yeah. considering their 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 status within the within the league, and and Barnsley who have you know sort of recaptured their their beginning of the season um form three wins on the spin so where's the negative in in flinging players forward and and going down five four um, yeah uh, yeah uh, i think that's what i'd like to see anyway neil i know you're listening avid listener of the pod um so yeah if if they if those are the scores next week we'll we'll, we'll be very happy and we'll we'll ease off the uh the blackpool criticism <laughs> yeah let's hope so and I, I would like to be speaking more positive about Blackpool so you know get your act together and uh, we'll we'll say more nice things about you on the pod <laughs> so let's, let's get straight into the league one table then and uh, mm. move on to league two so um, I suppose the extra of the Aaron, Ra- Aaron Ramsey of uh, league one for me um, they're, <laughs> they're, full, they're fully making me put egg on my face top of the league Great result on the weekend, a one nil win, and sometimes you just gotta love a one nil win, right? Mm. Game, um, you know, top top of the league. I know some teams got a game in hand, but sixteen points. Again, we probably should talk about more, but Port Vale at the moment, Port mm. Vale are cooking four straight wins. Um, again, my <laughs> sixteen points, but minus two goal difference. It's just that absolute hammering against. Yeah. Uh, Barnsley, that's keeping their keeping their goal difference um, in in the minus. But things you love to see a second place team with a minus goal difference. Mm. Um, then we got Oxford. I've been very impressed with how Oxford are doing. Got got extra actually on the week uh, in the next game. So that's a big first versus third in the season. That's that'd be a good game to dissect maybe next week. Mm. Um, Stevenage, couple of draws on the bounce, but still very respectable. Only lost once in the season so far and a fourth. Barnsley, again, three straight wins. Good to see him back cooking, I think, after them two losses, which we did batter him about to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, 13 points, fifth place. And then propping up in the uh, playoff zone is uh, uh, Portsmouth. Again, good defensive record. Scored 10, only letting three this season so far. Seven goal difference. That's pretty mm. good to see. Um, the only unbeaten team left in League One as well. Yeah, three wins, four draws. Though. you got to love it. They just mm. love a draw. Love a draw. Um, you always get them teams like throughout the season, you know, in a 46 game season, they might draw like 17 games out of the 46, right? <laughs> it's just mad. Just draw merchants, take one point, always take one, freeze a bonus, freeze, freeze the cherry on top. I like that. I'm gonna start using that as an insult more often. Big draw merchant, <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. And then um, propping up the league, um, we have Reading in in twenty first, but obviously they've just had their three point deduction, but mm. a good win on a uh, good win on which we alluded to earlier. 
Um, we got Burton again, tra- trash. Eleven mm. goals conceded, two goals, and you got to feel sorry for little li- 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 old Cheltenham. Zero mm. goals scored, nine conceded, minus nine, one point. Got Peterborough at the week uh, at the weekend. Going to be a tough match, definitely for him. Mm. Um, so maybe a bit more the same, unfortunately. But then Fleetwood, Lee Johnson's got to do an absolute whirlwind there to five mm. straight loss. Is um, definitely in the mud at the moment. Minus ten goal difference, but have definitely a winnable game against Burton on the weekend. So it might be the kind of game that Lee Johnson needs just to build that confidence um, and and to and just to get that win under the belt. So yeah, twenty fourth lingering, and well, I was quite harmfully. Would I thought they would be like comfortably in the mid table shuffle, but they're certainly proving me wrong massively. So yes, that's League yeah. One for you. And I'm, I'm struggling we... to comprehend how a team could play seven full 90 minutes and not score a goal. That, I know. That's wild to me. I, I didn't even clock that before, but what? It's the Alfie Mayer, <laughs> it's the Alfie Mayer effect. Alfie Mayer got how good his... How good was he? Flipping heck. We, we, said, <laughs> we, said, we said Akpom ball. It's definitely May yeah. ball. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Nightmare, Blimey. absolutely. There, well, let's let's waltz into you know mm. probably our favourite league in the whole of the world, right? Yeah, League Two, the the goat at the moment. And Joe, mm. talk to me about again another Friday night game, uh, Salford Notts County. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so we're if we're talking result, we're talking two nil Notts County, still flying high in League Two. Um, thirty seven minutes. Uh, some unknown Notts County striker by the name of <laughs> David McGoldrick pops one in. So that's nice, sort of nice 10 minutes for half time. Get in, get in the dressing room, get your team talking. Nothing stupid when you come out the uh, come out the second half, boys, and nothing stupid there was apart from 63rd minute. Danny Crowley gets, gets their second, wraps the game up, really. Um, nothing really happens then. For, for another 40-odd minutes, I'd say. I, I think Salford haven't been off to the best of starts in League 2 this year, which is a bit of a surprise. But they're never really like coming back from 1-0 down, let alone 2. But then, for no apparent reason, uh, Aaron Nemain or Nemane, I'm not entirely sure how to say his name, but feel free, Aaron, to, to get in touch. Give me a bell. I'll, I'll correct that live. Um, gets an 88th-minute booking for taking too long on a throw-in. <laughs> In the eight, yeah. When when you're one, when you're two nil well. up, when you're two nil up against a team that are low on confidence and not really doing it a lot, I, I don't really understand the need for time wasting anyway. But fine, okay, put that booking in the books and 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 you know sort yourself out. No, he didn't sort himself out. Less than three minutes later, 180 short seconds later, he got booked for another foul. Um, clearly a booking as well. Like no, not very contentious at all. Red card. Off you go. Um, well done, Aaron the main on the Mane for for taking the shine off of a, a Notts County Notts County win. But then again, for some unknown reason, Kevin Burko for Salford decides to repeat the trick. So having got an 87th minute booking for just an innocuous foul, picks up another booking in the 93rd minute to also get sent off for a second red card in unrelated incidents in stoppage time. So. Well done, Notts County and Salford, for not only serving up, well, what was a pretty bog-standard game of football, really, um, with the result going the way we thought it would, but for, yeah, for for commitment to making the end of the game a complete mess. Um, well done. 
I mean, subs watch a disappointing four out of five for both teams. So yeah. Neil Wood, Luke Williams, come on, get better. Um, but yeah, a result that sees Notts County remain, well, remain pretty much top of the league, second place, one point behind Gilliam. And um, that sees Salford slip further and further away from where we thought they were going to end up, which is playoffs bound. Four losses on the spin now. Um, and that's a that's a record that I would say needs addressing. Yeah, hundred percent. I think, um, yeah, the the class of ninety two are not going to be happy with seven points out of eight games. They're already mm. cutting themselves drift already from the playoff zone. Let alone, you know, the the upper echelons of of the league and the promotion spots. So, something needs to happen, happen quickly. Really do, and whether mm. that's a change manager or whether that's a, uh, you know, whether that's a you know change in a uh, change in personnel in the January transfer window, we'll just have to see. But. I, I I hate to be bragging and I hate to brag, but looks like certainly at the start of the season that my bet of Notts County and Wrexham going up this season is looking a little bit more stronger than maybe at the start of the season. Mm. Um, <laughs> second and fourth, respectively. Um, and also Stockport got a massive win on the weekend as well, beating MK Dons 2-1. So that's, you know, that's they're, they're, they're now bound to have an absolute run and uh, make a late charge for automatic promotion at the end of the season as well. So you heard late it. Late charge? There's still late 38 charge. games left. This is still I say, the I, early I, I charge. I said late charge. I said, I said you heard it here first. You'll, you'll, you'll uh, okay. hear this back. Hear this back in May 2024 and be, <laughs> and be like, God, you'll that, know. God, okay. God, God, that Andy just knew exactly what was coming. What an absolute. Fair, fair enough. Yeah. EFL veteran he is um, when I'm really not to be totally honest but to be fair good. my first second third are currently ninth, 13th and 17th so you're doing slightly better than me at least yours are in the top that. half <laughs> that's true um, but I, I've been really impressed you know I think after a, you know very much and I'm when we're looking back on it now a uh, shocking humbling um, by Sutton United on the first game of the season. <laughs> yeah. Um uh County have been playing excellent football and I think the you know the McGoldrick Langstaff, you know, Crowley's getting a, a goal and assist in this game. I think it's mm. a very good omens for them. And I think that Luke Williams is definitely playing the right type of football. He seems a very expansive kind of very attacking level football, just carrying on what they had in the National League. And I think a lot of the teams in the league too. And I think it's showing potentially you know, them two teams, Wrexham and Notts County, were certainly to wait, you know, way, way too good for the National League and are definitely contenders, I think, this season. I think, uh, you know, you've got to give props to them. They've taken to this league like a duck to water and long may it continue. It's been great to see. And, uh, you know, up the county, I think uh, the fans will be very, very, very happy what they're seeing right now. And uh, a lot of teams... A lot of teams are just not expecting them to be as expansive and as attacking-minded as probably you know, Notts County are doing right now. And, you know, there will be a point where teams will probably allude to that a bit more and cotton onto that a little bit more and maybe sharp shop a bit more. But, you know, when they've got the firepower of McGoldrick and Langstaff up front, then, you know, they're going to cause issues to anybody in League 2, let alone, you know, probably even League 1 sides, if I'm being totally honest. So, yeah, I've been really impressed with Notts County. And I think, uh, you know, Salford, <sighs> struggling, but, you know, we, 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 I know your, your opinion on Salford. Uh, I was going to say, uh, but <laughs> you're, you're who cares? Yeah. <laughs> oh no, what a terrific shame that is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, couldn't have happened to a nicer bunch. But, um, 
<laughs> yeah, no. Luke Williams and Notts County making, again, in what is becoming a very common uh, catchphrase of mine, making a complete mug of me and my predictions. But yeah, there you go. These things happen. <laughs> These things do happen. Well, let me let me crack on and talk mm. about um, Accrington Stanley. Who are they exactly? Uh, versus Sun United. <laughs> Um, Incredible! I was waiting to see if that would come back. Yeah, uh, <laughs> R.I.P. Soccer. I am R.I.P. That's just all I'm going to say on that situation. Um, <laughs> but a really, really good game actually. Four-one um, to Accrington Stanley. A very convincing win, and the you know a, a win that's going to do him the world of good. Um, so it starts off with um, Tommy Lee getting a forty-five plus one pen. So in garbage times, things we like to see. And then a, a 57th minute goal in normal play um, to give him the second goal. Longello or Longello, Rosary, mm. Rosaire Longello. What a great name that is as well. Um, on the 63rd minute, good goal. And Patrick makes it a little bit interesting on the 64th. Immediate reaction to make it 3-1. Um, but then Pritchard, absolute 90 plus five. The absolute dagger in the heart into Sutton United's chest. Uh, and the 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 chocolate and yellow kit uh, wearers of Sutton will go home very very sad. Unfortunately, mm. four one humbling. Um, and Accrington Stanley, the Wham Stadium again, superb name for a stadium. <laughs> what, who in the hell would think? Yeah, let's call it the Wham Stadium. Let's just call it that. Oh, sensational stuff. It's either it's it's terrible but brilliant at the same time. Um, but I I think you know. Lee's got to get the mentions, you know, two, two goals, you know, on, on the stats, he's getting like nines and tens on blimmin' fop mob and all the uh, general stats. But Joe, you'll be very disappointed. John Coleman only using two substitutes in the whole oh, game. No. Absolute, absolute atrocious stuff. That needs to be addressed quickly. I think uh, you need to get John on the old blower and tell him that's not on really. Yeah. Well, that is, he knows as well. He knows he's <laughs> avoiding my calls, like for exactly that reason. Um, uh, sorry, I've been so distracted by it being called the Wham Stadium. I've, <laughs> I've had to look up in the background. So I was like, I, I didn't know that. Thinking, hopefully, that it, was, it had it was something to do with Wham the band. <laughs> Wake me up. I love the singing interludes we're getting, or, or or Wham like the you know like Wham bars like the Chewy. Yeah, song, yeah. Both of which I'm a huge fan of. But it's not that. It, it's some random building company called like What More that have, oh, okay. that have shortened it to Wham, presumably to try and well, well, actually, it's done exactly. I was going to say presumably to try and get people to Google why it's called the Wham Stadium, but actually, that's exactly what they've just done to me. So, hats off to whoever the marketing guy at What More UK Limited. Um, came up with that ploy because that's absolutely <laughs> worked i've just fallen for that hook line and sinker you uh, have haven't you <laughs> yeah that's astonishing also the capacity there's only five thousand four hundred and fifty, which i think is absurd is that allowed are you allowed to have a stadium that small like what well how big salford's i don't know how big how big is salford stadium that's probably oh, well, only now now we're going down the rabbit hole yeah yeah, yeah yeah you can you can you can research that while i carry on with the game but Speaking of the two substitutes, Joe Pritchard comes onto the pitch and, you know, in the second half or on half time and uh, gets an assist and a goal. Again, great to see. It seems to be a theme in the games we're we're uh, reviewing this uh, this episode that you know people coming on off the substitutes benches are getting really good contributions, which 
Um, we'll do the managers a world of good, but also the team, the team world of good because, you know, it's obviously not nice when you don't start a game, but then you know that's the ultimate response, isn't it? When when you're not playing, um, coming on, getting two contributions, and being like, you know, put me in the put me in the put me in the uh, squad, boss, and mm. uh, put me in the front. It's good. Um, stats reflect a good good result for uh, for Accrington. Sorry. 45% possession, I know, lack possession, but 2.87 expected goals, 15 shots, four big chances, four goals, things you love to see. Love the 100% strike rate, love it. Um, and a good, you know, a good response from a 3-0 defeat of Mansfield, uh, defeat at Man- uh, against Mansfield at home. So a good response by Quinton will do in the world a good, but um, the Sutton train, unfortunately, is is really, really not doing well at the moment. And, it's off uh, the rails. <laughs> it's off the rails. Yeah. They, yeah, it's not good, and uh, the 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 kind of result they had against Notts County, which, like we said, it, against the against the grapevine or against the uh, status quo, I think. In if we look back on it, but they've literally done nothing since, and they are unfortunately rotting at the bottom of the table, and they need they need to buy a win, and Matt Gray needs to really get his uh, get his team firing again, and uh, get uh, the. EFL or League Two Messi, Harry or Smith, wasn't it? Smith on the older. Uh... <laughs> get the Messi, get League Two Messi. about that shout, but League yeah, you're Messi, right. Firing He's again. Getting firing, um, yeah. You know. Um, so, but again, got to love the four four two formation from Sutton. I, I got got to give him that. Got to give him that props. If you're gonna if you're gonna lose, losing style, playing four four two in Brexit football. But no, really good from. Um, Really good for Matt Quinton. John Coleman, I've always liked him as a manager. He's been there for absolutely donkey's years, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Matt Um, And uh, clearly, you know, getting a good tune out of this squad and they've just, they're just outside the playoffs. And I think that's kind of where we put them in round that in the, in the predictions, I think. So kind of going true to form a little bit, which uh, we've alluded to in this podcast is probably not happening as much. No, that's true. <laughs> Our we, predictions we, are... We had them coming about 12th. So yeah, they're... They're pretty much bang on. He's doing great work with a very limited squad, actually. Big job. Yeah, so yeah, fair play. I've got Absolutely. some I've got some stadium stats, by the way. So Go for it. obviously the Wham Stadium, as alluded to, five thousand four hundred. Great shout with the Salford Stadium, although not too surprising considering they are just a tin pot club in general. But apparently it's only five thousand one hundred and eight uh, yeah. their capacity. And then I thought, actually, what what is Sutton saying? Only five thousand and thirty two. So wow. apparently it is allowed, but it doesn't. It doesn't feel right. It feels very uh, pub teamy. So <laughs> we'll, uh, yeah, we'll have to keep a close eye on that. But Doing five thousand gonna... cut off? Do you think? Yeah, I reckon so. Anything less than five, and I think you're really you're you're risking it. But um, <laughs> maybe Sutton, maybe they saw these results coming and they were like, mm, I don't think we'll invest in the stadium just yet. <laughs> also also depends on how much they're filling it, though. There was only 2,036 at the game on, on Saturday for this for this, uh, for this this game. So they're only filling it by like um, 50%. An interesting stat for people that um, follow me or follow the EFL slash pod on Instagram and Twitter. There was a there was a great, great stat about um, so far this season. How much percentage clubs are filling their home stadiums for home games, and in the championship, Ipswich are second with ninety eight point two percent capacity, and in League One, Joe, Leighton Orient, top top of the top of the shop. With, I love uh, that. Top of the shop. I'll tell. I'll, I'll, mm. If if you if you uh if you want to give a bit of a summary of the League Two table, I can tell you the exact stat for Leighton Orient. So do you want to give a summary of the table? One. I'd love to. Like? 
Yeah, yeah. so uh, I never get a turn at this. This is great fun. So uh, Gillingham uh, back sitting sitting pretty at the top with 18 points after eight games. So they've put that little wall behind them and they've gone back, back to winning ways. Again, unbelievable. Eight played, six wins, two losses, seven goals, big four, six goals against. Huge, huge stuff. Um, Notts County, like you say, coming in at second place with 17 points. Um, and Swindon rounding off the automatic spots on 15 points with a game in hand. So free scoring Swindon. Um, yeah, making a making an early charge. Uh, playoffs, all played eight. We've got Wrexham on 15 Mansfield and Crawley both on 14 points. Again, Crawley making an absolute mug of me. He's pulled my pants down right in front of everyone there. I, I had them coming bottom. And uh, and and Crew seventh place, uh, 13 points. Um, and then underneath them, yeah, quite a few teams kicking around 13, 12, 11 points. So quite an open, uh, open playoff race at the minute. And then down at the bottom, both on three points, both with terrible goal differences and both with five losses in the last five games, Tranmere and Sutton. And the worry is a couple of wins for Doncaster, Forest Green, Harrogate, and they're actually going to get cut adrift too early for them to make a difference. Like, it, this feels too early to be saying about a team that's going to get cut adrift at the bottom, but this this is a concern. Between 23rd and 17th, they're already seven points. And I, I think we are getting dangerously close to it not being that recoverable, barring a minor miracle. So Sutton and Tranmere, please do something because I don't I don't I, I need the excitement all the way up till the end of the year. I, I can't be having February relegations. Otherwise, what on earth are we gonna talk about on on the FL Sesh podcast? Um Andy, okay. hit me hit me with the uh, the the percentage filled statistics. Yes, so as I said, Lane Orient League One are the top tier um, team in terms of staying capacity so far with a 98.7% capacity. Um, Huge. So that is unbelievable for Lane Orient. So here, here on that. Mm. Um, Derby are up there as well. I think they're third with like 95.6. So they're doing pretty well as well. That's very impressive considering their stadium yeah. probably holds like three times as many fans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Derby are doing brilliantly, to be fair. Mm. But yeah, um, Lane Orient in League One, um, absolute bow down to you, filling Brisbane Road uh, mm. to pretty much capacity every week. So things you love to see. Okay. Back okay. in the big time. <laughs> exactly well that is our that is our game week review for the EFL which uh, definitely flew by 100% but we will be back because we'll go through our pre-predictions for this for this game week and how we got on um, mm. and spoiler alert I did absolutely shocking this week um, <laughs> secondly secondly we'll predict um, obviously uh, the upcoming games we have a game week in the championship on Tuesday and Wednesday mm. Um, we're recording this on a Monday, so Tuesday this coming week. So we'll do like I think two championship predictions: one League One and one League Two, um, for for the upcoming week. And the, then we'll give a, obviously a Cavi Island update, as everyone everyone wants that every single week. So uh, we'll see you in a bit. <laughs> Okay, well, welcome back to the EFL Sesh podcast. Um, hopefully, you've uh, been able to maybe get, grab a cup of tea after that absolute uh, excellent analysis on the game week that's just been. Um, as promised, we will go back to our famous predictions 
Dragons game between me and Joe, and uh, we'll see how we got on on the game which just passed, and we'll make our predictions for the midweek championship games and also the um, League One, League Two on Saturday. So, Joe, over to you, mate. Yeah, so I'll uh, th- this game week seven um, fixture list. Obviously, we we came up with on the fly, offline, off pod, um, and we could have buried this, and we didn't because we are are good, honest individuals, um, but potentially we should have. So Blackburn Middlesbrough was our championship game. I said three 0 Blackburn. Um, you said one 0 Andy, and the end result was two one. So to to Blackburn. So you know, there's one point there for me, and I thought, oh, hang on, weekend's looking up. League One, I su- Lincoln. I suppose before we go into that, also kudos Ooh. to Blackburn. They're yep. five thousand yep. for league game, wasn't it? Yeah, huge, um, huge. Got some good uh, people like sending well wishes. I saw Shearer did a nice message to the club and uh, Dalglish and all them famous ones that won the Premier League. So kudos to Blackburn. Good win on, good win on that. Um, definitely affirmed to us that Akpom Ball. It's definitely Akpon Ball, not Carrick yeah. Ball from that day. Uh, but yeah, 5,000 league games, good on you. Good on you, uh, Blackburn Rovers. But yeah, sorry to disturb Joe. Carry on. No, no, that was an excellent interjection. EFL stalwarts getting their recognition. Fair play. Um, league One, uh, and actually, to be fair, that was probably yeah, a good break because it's all downhill from here. Um, Lincoln Carlisle was our League One game. I predicted 2-0 Lincoln. Um, you predicted 3-1 Lincoln. And the end result was one all. Um, so well done Carlisle on the point but not well done us for zero points from that one and League 2 we went Wimbledon crew um, I said 2-1 to crew you said 2-1 to Wimbledon and it actually ended 2-all so if you combined our scores you might have got close to the actual result but um, neither of us actually did so the sum total of that was one point collectively from our predictions league um, and that one point was indeed for me. So I now have a total of nine points and you have 12, Andy. From a, a potential zero. total so far of, quick maths here, 54. So <laughs> you're on nine out of 54. No, you're on 12 out of 54, sorry. I'm on nine out of 54. Um, so it's a good job we've we've selected one more game to predict this week because uh, we're in desperate need of of something. Agreed. Oh, absolutely shambolic week. Mm. So um, I've actually choose, chose the games for this coming up week, haven't we? So do you mm. want to go through the games and let's do our gut instinct reactions? I, I can indeed. Um, and I, I, So Southampton versus Ipswich is our Tuesday night game in the championship. So I'm going to go for a... I'm going to go for a two-all draw. Oh, so I, I, draw. I agree with you on the Southampton point, but I think Ipswich are going to get four. I think it's going to be a resounding away win. Ipswich 4, Southampton 2. I'll be singing from the heavens if that's the case. Fingers crossed. I'm sort of manifesting it into existence, yeah. Um, Kieran McKenna, so it's all good. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. It's it's a no-brainer then. Um, And our Wednesday championship game, Norwich versus Leicester. I'll go go first on this one. I'll give away my hand early doors. I've I've said Norwich 2, Leicester 0. Oh, they are on a really good run, Mm. um, Norwich. Um, Now, I think Leicester have got this. I think I'm going to go 3 1 Leicester. Oh, love that. Love that. Very bold. 3 1 Leicester. Yeah, I, like, I, I quite like it when the results are different because it means that it's somebody's going down that week. Normally, that person so far has been me, but, but you never know. Um, League One, we've gone for a, a top of the table heavy hitter, actually, in Oxford versus Exeter. 
Well, I'm 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 I'm, st- I'm going to probably potentially put even more egg on my face, but I'm going to go for a one nil Oxford win. Oh, nice! I've gone for Oxford as well, but I, I said three one. I think they're nice. they're big scoring, and they're yeah they're going to going to do over Exeter. And then our league two finally to round off the predictions, we've got Newport versus Bradford, and I have gone for a tentative three one Bradford win, but. There is scope there for that to be terribly wrong. I'd like to know where where in your dictionary tentative actually lies. Mm. I wouldn't class tentative a free one win. <laughs> <laughs> tentative as in I know it's wrong rather than <laughs> okay. <laughs> rather than no. uh, yeah, being particularly close. You know, I've always liked Mark Hughes for some reason. So I'm gonna just go for a I'm gonna go for a 2-0 Bradford win for some reason. I don't know why, just fancy it. Nice. Okie doke. Well, consider those locked in. Nice. Um, and yeah, I Look imagine. Again. Yeah, here, here. I imagine I'll keep my my money in my pocket, and I won't put anything on uh, on those results coming in uh, this weekend. But who knows? Who knows? Might prove myself wrong. Absolutely. Well, let's let's hope so. Anyway, and uh, mm. it'd be good to actually both of us get a nice point haul in this uh, this game week, hopefully. But. Uh, you know, man can wish, but it may not uh, turn out. Would, it would be nice, but we, yeah. it would be nice. Well, Joe, would you like a Canvey Island update, mate? I'd what a silly question. I'd always like a Canvey Island update. Well, because because we haven't been on the pod in the last two weeks, because obviously it's an international break. That uh, international break doesn't actually apply to the uh, Isthmian Premier League. So Canvey Island have played twice in in that in that period of time. Um, so it, unfortunately, in the league, they uh, they lost one two uh, one at home to uh, Whitehawk. So uh, Connor Hubble gets a gets a pen on the eleventh minute, but then. Johnson Fisher on the 16th, bit of an immediate reaction, gets one back for equalises for Whitehawk. And then on the 67th minute, Walker gets a, uh, gets, gets what proves to be the winner um, for, for uh, Whitehawk. Nice 401 in attendance at the movie star stadium. Mm. Uh, But we thought that Canvey got a good win and they were going to be on a run, but unfortunately that's a, uh, that's an unfortunate loss and uh, gets them back in the L column. And, uh, Seems to be they're struggling for a little bit of consistency this season, and they're fifteenth in the league or sixteenth in the league actually um, at the time of recording. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's a bit of a shame, but I think uh, you know there's still plenty of time in the season to come. Um, but yeah, they they definitely need to uh, de- definitely need to get on a bit of a run, and uh, you know maybe if they do, maybe Evans Quessy might come onto the uh, come onto the pod. Maybe we'll see. We need to get him on a run, don't we? He's definitely scoring goals, but let's uh, let's let's hopefully can we get on a good winning run, and uh, we'll get Evans on the pod, and uh, he can dissect their season so far, which I think uh, in summary has been definitely indifferent, Joe. Oh, oh, in summary, indifferent. You're right. I, I need to start predicting them to lose. And then they're guaranteed to win. So yeah. this upcoming games, they're going to go on a ten-game losing streak. So can't wait to see it. Yeah, no, no worries. Um, that was absolutely fine. Ten games in advance. Um, when you're sitting at the top of the league, Canvey Island by by Christmas. Exactly. But they were also on Saturday in FA Cup qualifying action. So if you would have heard previous pod, they did get through the first round of qualifying in the FA Cup, and uh, they had. Nearly 500 at the Movie Star Stadium for the uh, 
to 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 welcome Braintree Chown to the movie star. And uh it was a really, really pulsating one all draw, actually. It was a definitely back and forth affair. Um Hall gets a goal for Canvey Island just before the stroke of half time at 45 minutes, and then Braintree uh get a 62nd minute uh equalizer, and that's how it ended. And they go to a replay on Tuesday evening to see who gets through to the third qualifying round of the FA Cup. Um, so yeah, it's 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 all to play for. Um, Braintree is actually quite close to my, quite close to my uh my ends here in uh because I live in Round Whitton Way, which is kind of on the Chelmsford border. Um, so it could be a good game to go and see actually, and see if they can go go there. I'm not promising anything, but if I do go, I will give a very very thorough summary on it. Um. But yeah, it's it's all to play for in the FA Cup qualifying, and uh, it'd be great to see him qualify for the first round proper. That'd be awesome. Um, mm. Hopefully, yeah, like a good league side to do that. But um, I think they're definitely seen favourites in this game. Um, I think from the from the stats, it kind of alluded to it. I think they had more shots, more, um, you know, more 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 shots on target, and uh, it it seemed uh, it seemed kind of like a bit of a sucker punch from a. Brain tree to get the get the draw, and they'll definitely probably be the happier the two to take it to a replay. So, yeah, we'll keep you updated again always on 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 Canvey Island FC, and uh, yeah, it's up the Canvey, and let's hope for a hope for another progression in the FA Cup qualifying. So, here here to Canvey Island, mate. Oh, I love that. I, love I, that. I, I think that ended too positively though. So, um, yeah, I, I think that we, we're bound to lose now. Needed a needed a lot more uh, a lot more negativity if if you expect us to get a win. Um, I th- I don't know if I saw correctly as well, but um, I believe that if they do beat Braintree, then there is the potential for them to get Scunthorpe in the third wow. qualifying round. So yeah, what a what That'd a huge enough. potential scalp that could be. Um, if you need yeah, yeah. any more. Any more inspiration, Canvey Island players? Because I know the whole motivation. squad listens to us at this point. Then, uh, then what better motivation than Scunthorpe United, eh? There Agreed. you go. Scunners, love it. Mm. Well, let's end the pod there then. Um, as always, <laughs> you know, list, I, I think that's a good way to end the pod. Scunthorpe I think, United, you know, why not? Yeah, the, saying the word Scunners is probably the best way to end <laughs> any pod. So, yeah, agreed. <laughs> agreed. Remember, listen to us on all the major pod- podcasting platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music. Um, five-star review, please. It's, it really does help us out. Uh, we love doing this and it's always a good laugh every single week going through the FL and hopefully you're appreciating too. We're on the road to 500 listeners. We're very, very close. We're nearly there, um, which is mad after a month and a half of doing this. But mm. it's... Um, Cheers, you know, mum. Still, yeah, exactly. Cheers, mum. Cheers, dad. Cheers, all the family and uh, friends and the marauding fans that we have. Um, but, uh, you know, listen to us on them socials. Engage with us on the socials on Instagram and Twitter at EFL SeshPod. And as always, hope you have a fabulous day, evening, morning, afternoon, whatever time you listen to this podcast. If you're fast asleep, hope you have a nice sleep. Um <laughs> And as always, up the EFL Sesh podcast and we'll speak to you soon. Yeah!